Election night coverage on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Good evening. I'm Scott Beatty along with Tim Dittman and Michael Kaiser carrying you through this evening on this local consolidated election. There are several seats at-large seats for the Champaign City Council to be determined tonight, but one seat that is not being determined is District 2. Alicia Beck joins us. It's your seat at least through 2021, Alicia, so we appreciate you joining us uh, on a night where you are not a candidate, but just an observer, I guess, uh, of the elections. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'll turn on your microphone, oh, and there, there we, we go. go. Now you can hear me. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, we appreciate it. So other than spending some time with us, how do you... Uh, taking a night like this? Well, I am looking forward to seeing, um, you know, if we're going to entertain the folks that are being, uh, that are currently represented on camp on uh, council, or if we're going to be having a fresh face or two on council. Uh, I think that it's an exciting time for anybody that follows city politics, mostly because, um, you know, we're all really invested in our community. We're really invested in how the outcome of uh, an election is when it's so personal to us. Um, city politics is the most personal kind of politics. Uh, and I think that people are really eager to have their voice heard on a local level because they're, um, they want to make sure that their community uh, representation reflects what they believe and their, um, their values are. And I think that um, as a result, I think we'll see a fairly decent outcome or, you know, uh, 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 outpouring of votes um, this time. I think we'll see a number of voters going to the polls. Um, I'm hoping that we get big numbers, um, given that we've had a lot of folks talking to us about issues at council that they're interested in. And I think if, um, you know, their interest uh, is reflected at the polls, I think we'll have a high number of folks. If there is a turnover, what is potentially the impact on camaraderie or or not? Policy is one thing, but is it a a camaraderie amongst you as a city council, given that you may or may not agree on policy and know that the makeup of the council could change every election cycle? Yeah, well, I think that uh, at least for the last couple of years that I've been sitting on council, um, folks have been really good about working with each other, to, even when, you know, we are when we differ in opinions. Um, there's a respectful dialogue. We have a great um opportunity to work with one another and come up with different kinds of solutions because we'd have different kinds of opinions or uh, we come from different viewpoints on uh, issues. And I am hoping that that can be the case, too. And if we do see some new faces on council, um, I think that, you know, change can be a good and positive thing. Um, And I think that, you know, if there is change that we as council members who are currently sitting will, of course, uh, embrace that and and, and do what we need to do and represent people as we can have can have done and continue to do so. Uh, but I think that if we retain counsel, um, you know, we have all been working together and we've been working together well. And I think that we can continue to do so going forward. Champaign County, uh, Cham- I beg your pardon, Champaign City Council member mm-hmm. Alicia Beck is here from District 2, not running tonight, uh, observing the election and joining us here for a few minutes. Alicia, you, you guys touched on this, the, the changeover, and there has been quite a bit of changeover just the last uh, three years or so. Uh, you're one of the, there's four new council members yeah. just since 2016. You're one of those four. You beat a long-time incumbent, uh, three-decade incumbent, and Michael Ledoux, who's now running for an at-large seat tonight. Um, what impact has that had uh, just to have, there's been two new faces just since, at least two, since you've been uh, 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 taken on the council and elected in 2017? Oh, 
Uh, so I guess that, you know, in terms of you know new faces, we have Vanna Pianfetti's mm-hmm. new, Angie Bricks is pretty new, there's me, um, and, uh, you know, we have all had an opportunity to get up to speed on issues, um, but I think all of us have come to the table with a lot of knowledge already. So, yes, there's been a lot of new faces, but I think that if you're running for city council and you're interested in city issues, you already come to the table with a lot of knowledge and experience. Um, And I think that having the new folks come in can help to bring some uh, some more of that perspective in as well. So think back to your campaign 2017. Mm -hmm. Peel the curtain back a little bit. Tell the folks, what's it like to run for city council? What's the grind like? (laughs) You know, I, uh, I, like I said before, politics is personal, especially city politics. Um, One of the big uh, pushes that I had in my own campaign was to knock on all the doors in my precinct that I needed to knock on. And uh, the district, rather. So um, there was... There was a real need to connect with voters and make sure that they knew who I was. Um, so a lot of my time uh, over the course of a few months headed into the election was spent um, knocking on doors and saying hello to people and telling them who I was and asking them for their vote. In the days going up to the election, uh, you know, you you hope that you have an idea of where you stand and that you have done everything that you can do for a good election election process. But honestly... Sometimes you just don't know, um, and you get to a point where you're, especially when you're not polling and finding out what numbers are, you know, it's not like a national election where we can say, oh, uh, this person looks like they're going to get garner 75% of the vote, and this person's going to garner 25% of the vote. In a local election, you sometimes just have no idea what the <laughs> outcome is going to be, and it can be very surprising for folks. Um, but so going into, uh, you know, election day, um, you just have to be confident that you've done everything that you can do to make yourself known to voters and and putting yourself out there. And you have campus in your district, I which do. is a transient community. Yeah. So I imagine a lot of that door to door was. Yeah. And I don't mean disrespect. Who are you? Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. And uh, some of that is actually teaching um, what municipal government is, um, because you know, I think sometimes um, transient community, like you said folks that maybe aren't here all the time um, for, for a long, long time, don't understand that they have a stake in their local communities as well and what that means and how they can actually participate in the local electoral process. Um, I know that uh, a big piece of my university outreach was actually reaching out to university groups that would be interested in the process. Um, there's less one-on-one contact and more uh, talking to groups that might be interested in um, how they can be interfacing with municipal government and municipal issues. This, this issue came up uh, somewhat in a different way in the last election cycle where there were a number of students that came out in the fall, right. uh, presumably as part of the blue wave that was talked about. And uh, yet when it comes to a municipal election where students are going to, you know, in some ways be more impacted mm-hmm. by who is put in, there is less interest. And that's not unique to the University of Illinois. I mean, that's just the nature of the game. But it's it's almost a reverse issue on the other way where students don't have the interest this time around. Right. I think that that's true of students. But I know that, you know, we have low numbers in municipal elections across the board. It's not just students. Um, you know, we have low numbers in, in all citizens for municipal 
consolidated elections, um, which I think is unfortunate, but I think that it's it's the way in which it falls in the election process. We have our really big election in the fall, and then, um, you know, it comes back in the spring for this smaller election, and then, um, you know, f- folks maybe don't even uh, realize the election is happening. Uh, and so it's part of you, your job as a candidate to really get out there and and let people know that there is an election and that their voice is important for this particular issue. Um, and those that are engaged and that are engaged in community issues do know about the, the municipal election. Looking at what the candidates for city council had to say, it seemed pretty consistent what they saw as the issues for the city Gun violence, mm-hmm. um, fresh start, evaluating that, um, strategic planning and budget issues as it goes along, uh, development, is more development downtown good, is what is the impact of fringe development like mm-hmm. Carl at the Fields. Um, am I missing anything? Is that what you would see as well as a non-candidate? Mm-hmm. I think that that's those are all big issues. I think that um, some of the issues... For me, as a person that represents District 2, um, some of the continued issues are things like um, making sure that we continue to develop and maintain the relationship between the University of Illinois and that we as a city have a good and and, uh, uh, solid relationship with uh, the university and that our goals and our, um, our directions are going to be supportive of one another. Um, I think that, you know, looking at how we continue to build and retain businesses in our community is another issue. Um, What kinds of businesses are we wanting to build and maintain? How do we want to do that? How are we going to uh, continue to attract and maintain talent in our community as well? Uh, Alicia, one of the issues that came up in the mayor's race uh, quite often was the Garden Hills and the project there. That's a long-term project. Mm -hmm. Obviously, did that in the Bristol Park Mm -hmm. neighborhood. Um, but there's just, you know, as, as the mayor told me in our interview, the city annexed that part of the city into the city. Uh, so it was never up to city standards at that time. So there was a lot of work to be done, but plans weren't really made at that time. I know that people were wanting this, um, that project to go faster, but like the mayor pointed out, it was like a 30 ish year project. And now mm-hmm. it's down to about a 10 year project in terms of getting, getting it going. Um, what's your take on that and, and how that's been rolling out and how you guys have been able to reduce that timeline? And I know the mayor said you'd like to reduce it even more. Right. Yeah, we're always uh, you know, pressing to, to look at ways that we can alleviate you know, the, the flooding. And I know the lot of, uh, there's just a lot of uh, issue around sidewalk safety and lighting for Garden Hills. And yes, the mayor is exactly right. It was annexed into the city. It wasn't built underneath our city codes. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, you know, we're, we're annexing a property. And when we annexed that property as a community, we knew that there were going to be things that we had to address, um, you know, in everything from uh, community violence to, um, to infrastructure issues. And certainly we're trying to do all of those things on all fronts. And um, the infrastructure issue, I think, is important because it does, uh, it does um, I think, shine a light on what kinds of development are happening in our mm-hmm. community and where we're putting our emphasis on development. Um, and so I think that's really important for people to know that we are putting a lot of time and energy into this project um, and that it's part of a larger project as well. It's not just it's not just the Garden Hills project. It's part of a larger drainage project mm-hmm. and initiative that we're doing as a city. Um, and you know, 
wanting to make sure that that gets pushed up is always on the on the city agenda. I think there's some other things that we're doing in the interim as well that are going to help people along the way. We have a program called the Sleep Program that's going to help put lights in people's yards um, and do some um, some short-term solutions for people so that they can have some um, some some uh, some outcomes sooner rather mm-hmm. than later yeah. on their individual properties. Um, and then as we see um, going forward, it's really about finding the money, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's always about finding the money. Um, and when you look at the city budget, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, we taxpayers and their, where their money goes. Um, and taxpayers always want to make sure that, you know, we know that they, we want, they want their money spent on the projects that they're asking for. Um, but it's important to remember that the money you, that we get from property taxes doesn't just come to the city. Um, it, oh, yeah. It's, you know, uh, f- over 50 percent goes to the, our school district yes. and then uh, a portion goes to the um, county, a portion goes to the forest preserve, a portion comes to us. So a um, portion goes to park district, a portion goes to the library. So there is, you know, around, you know, 45 percent of it that gets divvied up into a lot of little pieces and a lo- and piece of that comes to us. Um, and, and so, you know, it's important to remember that we have to do everything that we can with that small amount of money. Just a minute left here with Champaign City Council Member Alicia Beck. I want to know how the White Sox are going to do this year. Oh, uh, they're going to go all the way. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Didn't get Machado, but still <laughs> high hopes. Hey, I believe every year. All right. You Cub fans, whoever you are out there, believers every year, right? Well, I'm a White Sox fan, and I'm a believer every year, too. All right. <laughs> we end on a positive note. <laughs> At least for some. I appreciate yeah. it. Alicia Beck, thank you for spending some time with us tonight, and uh, we'll be talking to you again down the line. All right. Thank you. Thank you.